Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Doesn't My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met through our training and practice of relational life therapy. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. If something you hear in this episode stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com and leave us a question of your own. Here's today's question. Today's question is, why does my partner want to open our relationship? This is a big <laughs> question. It's a really big question. It's, and it could have a lot of answers. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean... On the surface, we could say um, they want to do that because they are looking for sex with other people and they don't want to say no to that. Um, th- it's because Thank you. It, could, it could be that. Thank you. It, yeah, could it could be, be that. that. It could also be mm-hmm. that um, there's, there's thoughts or feelings that they have real strong beliefs around um, how they see relationship. Mm-hmm. And that relationship mm-hmm. um, doesn't just have to be between two people. Maybe that in some ways complicates things or in other ways. Or restricts things. Uh-huh. For some people, it's about freedom mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. freedom, uh, longing for freedom being such a deep value system that they're willing to work through jealousy or fear rather mm-hmm. than compromise freedom. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah. So like, here's here's one way I think about this. I think. I I remember a long time ago, I was in a consultation group and one of the people in the group said, wait a second, wait a second. And this was a person who had never really done a lot of work with open relationships and stuff. She said, wait a second, wait a second. Isn't this open relationship thing just a strategy? And I said, yeah, yeah, it is. Sure. But so is monogamy. (laughs) Look, they solve for different problems. Monogamy is going to solve for some of the fear and some of the jealousy stuff. If you're mm-hmm. actually monogamous and you really want monogamy, you don't have to worry about the loyalty. If you really are both right. on the same page, it really solves for that. And it solves for um, for uh, some stability needs being met. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, I just want to throw in a yeah. word there. Oh. Yeah. I think, I think it solves for some perceived 
stability needs being met. I think there's a lot of perceptions inside Mm -hmm. of monogamy and it's like, it depends on how cut to not having certain conversations. It can be to have an open relationship. Yeah. Sure. I would agree with that. Okay. I think it depends on what kind of monogamous agreement you have. Sorry. I'm just laughing because I'm realizing I don't want to have those conversations, but, and I'm in a monogamous relationship. So I, exactly. And now so you to. get to have a skip, free pass. Um, and it depends too yeah. on what kind of monogamous relationship you have, because I think we can have long discussions and deep discussions about the importance of stability for us, or about the importance of uh, safety. Uh, sexual mm-hmm. or emotional, we can talk about. Uh, I don't want jealousy to be part of our world, and so, and we both really want those same things. And so, monogamy is a great strategy for our mm-hmm. relationship. For other people, they are solving for freedom, and they're solving for adventure, and they're solving for mm-hmm. seeking systems, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not solving so much for the for the jealousy and the fear stuff. And they have to talk very clearly with each other if it's going to work well. Multiple systems, because it's not just two people talking. We're now having three or however many people talking. Right. 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 You have to be so deeply clear. If if you want a lower communication like situation, go for monogamy. Go for monogamy. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's so much less complicated, isn't it? No. 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 Here's the thing. I think I think this is the thing. Non-monogamy, consensual non-monogamy, isn't complicated when it is done with intention and consciousness Mm -hmm. by all parties, because then there's a clarity that comes around what we're, what our agreements are, what, what is the context for our relationship? We're thinking it through in a lot of different ways and we're all on the same page and making agreements about it. And a lot, in a lot of monogamous relationships, we never have those conversations about the agreements of our relationships. And that is where couples come into our offices in trouble because Mm -hmm. they're not having conversations around that. So on one level, it's easier, quote unquote, easier because we we're not thinking about having those conversations. So there's no upfront work. On the other hand, there's a lot of upfront work and it's preventing a lot of the later issues. Now that's consider if it's consensual non-monogamy done in this way where we're really thinking about it. Some people move towards open relationships or non-monogamous relationships without all that work because they're trying to bypass some kind of conventional rules mm-hmm. of, right? And, and that mm-hmm. is different. That's yeah. not what we're talking about. Well, right. and sometimes I think people want to open relationships because they're trying to fix the relationship they have without talking about it. Yes. So- okay. And and by the way, if you're a caller who called in with this question, um, and and you're on the receiving end of this, and you know in your heart of hearts that that you're is a interested. deal breaker for you, do not let yourself get pushed into Please. this. That is not exactly. okay. I think um, that's where my mind is. Of like, I, I, well, I, I, it's so not part of my world that like when I hear this, I bristle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I just want that collar, as you just said, if you're bristling, look into that and be okay with yourself saying no. If right, you're okay right. with it, then that's a whole different, that's what, what this conversation is. And that's okay. If you're not, that's okay too. It's also okay if your answer is a maybe. Sure. But I think if it is, I want to encourage you to pump the brakes like crazy. Mm-hmm. Because going mm-hmm. slow 
if you're going to open your relationship, when I've, I, one, I work with poly families, I work mm-hmm. with pods, I work with open systems, I work with primary partnerships plus openness, I work with um, non-primary partnerships with completely open dynamics. I have a lot of different people in my office who are in this spectrum. When I see it work well, the communication level is incredibly high. So the frequency, the depth of communication is Mm -hmm. really high. And moving from a close to an open is done incredibly slowly. Incredibly slow. Incredibly slowly. So if someone's, if if somebody's saying, okay, I'm fine with trying this, but I want to make sure if you go on a date that nothing sexual happens yet, including kissing, then, okay, we can do that and you want to honor that boundary or, yeah, that feels okay. Um, and, and, um, I don't, kissing's fine, but I don't want anything to happen without clothes on. So we want to be really, really clear with each other about what feels like a boundary violation to us and what does not. Cause it's totally possible to cheat or to have a boundary violation inside, that is of, an inside of an open, open relationship. I think one of the one of the big pieces is as you go, if you're somebody who's considering this, are you going into it with a primary relationship or are all relationships equal? If you're going mm-hmm. in with a primary mm-hmm. relationship, right, there's a lot of different components about thinking about it. And I'm going to do something in this episode that we don't do very often. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop some resources for folks because I think this is a bigger conversation than we can just have mm-hmm. in these little short bursts that we try to do. Mm-hmm. So if this is something that you're looking for, if, if you are curious about open relationships or open monogamy or consensual non-monogamy, one of the books that I would recommend for you to take a look at is Tammy Nelson's Open Monogamy. Mm-hmm. It is a so wonderful good. book and it guides you through how to co-create your ideal relationship. It doesn't tell you what to do, but it guides you through the thoughts and the conversations that you should be having with your partner. Mm-hmm. The other book that I might recommend is Polysecure. Have the, oh the, yeah, I love that one. I've right? actually heard of both of these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so Polysecure by Jessica Fern is the other one, which is really going to talk also about like our attachment systems and why we're seeking beings and. It talks about mm-hmm. it from another angle. And I think both are really important books mm-hmm. for you to take a look at if this is something that you're considering. Another thing I would say as far as resources go, and it's a classic one that's been around for a while, is one called The Ethical Slut. Yes. And I would mm-hmm. highly recommend that one because it has a lot of good ground rules, how to set up boundaries, how to have these conversations. It's a classic. It's been around for many, many years. And so um, it's it's still in print for good reason. Um but but I think we've gotten a little bit away as we're supporting people who are maybe wanting to go here. I think we've gotten a little away from the source question, which is, wait a second, what does really my partner want to do this? Because if you're asking that question, I'm assuming your partner has come to you and mm-hmm. asked you or been contemplating or been talking about this. Yeah. You did originally answer that though, Jules. I was thinking that your first answers were it could be freedom. It could be this. It could be this. And then where we went to was where we go a lot on here, by the Mm way, curious conversations. It's curious Mm -hmm. conversations. So one, I can't totally answer that because there's so many different reasons it might be happening. But what I would say is if the answer turns out to be and you could even share this episode with your partner. If you're having mm-hmm. this conversation, we could listen to it together and we could really make a U-turn into ourselves. If I'm longing for an open relationship, 
is there something going on in my current partnership that I'm hoping would be fixed by Mm. doing this? (laughs) If that is the answer, I would go back to the table and work on working out whatever the issue is prior to opening the relationship. Thank you. Yes. So I don't think opening a relationship is going to be a good solution for a problem inside of the relationship. In general, that does Mm -hmm. not work. I'm not saying it would never work because who am I and what do I know? But generally, that doesn't work. If it's more like, oh, this is the kind of relationship that really feels at home in my skin, Mm -hmm. then I want your partner to know that. And that's important information about you. And maybe it's a deal breaker level problem. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking of a couple I worked with who they both actually did want open relationship. And he wanted things to move a little faster than she did. And mm. they already had an open system, actually. And um and and one of the things I was working to support was for him to slow down and honor her process around it because um, there was a there was a longing um, to for things to move a little bit faster, I think, than she was comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But the truth was, if it wasn't actually going to happen, it was a deal breaker level problem for him. And I wanted him to be very clear about that, and for mm-hmm. us to honor that, and that it was about moving in that direction, um, because it wasn't he wasn't going to be able to stay if this couldn't be part of it. Mm-hmm. And so it was It was about like honoring both sides mm-hmm. of, of moving towards that, but moving at a pace that felt okay for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm realizing why I bristle with this question. Oh, I love this. Yeah. And what it's is it? not the answer you both think. Oh, well, story in my head. But <laughs> so Oh, I have no idea. I'm so curious. <laughs> and I have to talk around it first. I know that there are all on like non-binary fluid men, women, whatever, who all are, would be open to this. I get Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. This question to me resonates as the person asking doesn't, and I'm just feeling coercion. Mm. And then it's, uh, and so I'm feeling, story in my own head, I'm feeling defensive and protective of the asker of like, I, it doesn't feel matched to me. This doesn't sound like it's someone who wants it and my partner wants it. And so I think I have this weird story in my head of like, well, this is why how those relationships do work because both par- or all, all the partners involved want it. Right. So who am, okay, that's, that's your, uh-huh. I, I, I'm not a fan of it, but it works for you and I'm not judging you. Right. I don't hear that in this question and that's why I feel very like, ugh, because I don't want someone to give into this if they don't want to. Oh God, no. That's, so that's where that. I'm at. That's why I'm yeah. like, mm, but it took me a while to figure it out of like, I don't hear everyone it's, involved it's, being willing. So for you, it's not about, is it good to have an open relationship? Is it good to have a close relationship? That's actually not a problem. Both could be potentially Mm. good, but, but, well, you said you don't judge it. So I'm going to say, then I'm going to lay down. For other people, for yourself, you might have strong feelings about what way you lean. Mm -hmm. Here, I get it. You have really strong feelings. You do not want this (laughs) to be part of your life. Correct. Great. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be, right? But the real issue for you on this is coercion. Yeah. Because there's no space mm-hmm. for connection and coercion. Thank you. And that's what I hear in the question. So again, that's the story in my head, but that's what I hear in the question. Right. So, I'm so that up. 
I'm going to repeat that for everyone listening again, what Jules just said. There's no space for connection in coercion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have coercion of any kind, your connection is gone. Mm-hmm. You can just know that right now. So if you're the person asking and you're trying to get this to happen, you are being coercive. Mm-hmm. Slow your roll and go vulnerable and talk about why this is important to you. And then see what happens. And see what happens. And then get clear if it's a deal breaker level problem for you. Mm-hmm. And then see what happens. And and if that's the case, I'm still going to go back to those earlier recommendations we made those three yes, books. I was because that. they're going to help you have a format for how to have these conversations that maybe you've never had before. And if you've never had them before, it could feel really dangerous to be entering into like unfamiliar territory. Mm-hmm. And it can give you a guide. Track. Yeah. So this can give you like a template, a guide. It can help you think about the things that you haven't thought about. Should I think about them? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And if, and if I've seen lots of people, so one, I've seen lots of people move from a close to an open space. And of course, one partner brought it up first. Right. And maybe okay. even that one partner brought it up first when the other partner had never even contemplated it before. And at first it even felt really scary. But once they started reading literature together, actually the partner who was asked, not the person who did the asking, ends up being the one who most wants the open relationship. I've, seen I've actually lot. seen that often. A lot, a lot. So okay. yeah. it's not necessarily a course of question, but I mm-hmm. want us to be clear with our people that if you're being coercive around this at all, that's not a good way to go. It doesn't lead to connection. Mm-hmm. Can I say one more thing? This mm-hmm. is a little tangent, but I think sometimes we might hear our partner bringing up a question like this or a statement about this, and we might have some beliefs about what that could mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Right? And yes. so sometimes it might feel coercive or dangerous mm-hmm. or scary when it also be. could be about our own belief system and uh, mm-hmm. the way that that our partner's curiosity or even questioning, like, would this be something you'd want to learn about with me? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine that that's the question. Mm-hmm. Imagine that your partner's coming to you and you deeply care about each other mm-hmm. and your partner says, so I've been thinking about this. It's like, I'm noticing that my thought keeps going here and it's mm-hmm. something I'm curious about. Would you want to learn about it with me? Could we have these conversations? Mm-hmm. Oh, what a beautiful way to ask it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's mm-hmm. not coercive. That's like, right. can we be in the space together? Right. And if I hear that and it feels threatening. Mm-hmm. Then you probably have some stories about what this would mean, about whether or not you're chosen or what it means sexually mm-hmm. for you or what it means romantically, All of um, that. which is all worth exploring. And we should be exploring that before we actually move into doing something. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to a friend of mine and she said, she said, this, this is so brilliant. She's like, I'm playing with a little bit of openness with my partner. And so we've decided it's fine to flirt at parties with other people. Ah. Oh, what a fun play. Yeah. Right? Like they and were really figuring out the, the, the nuance. Careful. How are we with Small. this? Like, is it okay if I smile at somebody? Yeah. 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 That's slow. That's slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Notice this wasn't involving any kind of physical anything. It's not going on dates. It's right. just the idea of a little sexual uh, excitement interaction verbally. And and I I, I want to... Back it up with this mm-hmm. one piece. Mm-hmm. In this kind of play, curious place mm-hmm. where we're trying to figure out what's okay, it's really okay for us to take backsies. 
Like it's okay for us mm-hmm. to go, oh, we tried that. And you know what I learned about myself? I didn't like it. I do not like that. I do not like it when you flirt with other people. Oh, yeah. And actually, this is not a road for me. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to leave it there for today. Stay protected and connected. Bye, y'all. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at our bootcamp. You'll find the next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you could ask us your question? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley-Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.